1: Welcome to the Hollywood Pipeline podcast. I am Dax Holt and I am joined by my favorite co-host and my only co-host, <laughs> Adam Glenn. How are you, buddy? I'm good. He got
2: me nervous. I was about to like, man, am I Is there other people on the show getting nervous for a second? How you doing, my
1: friend? <laughs> I'm good. It was so good hanging out with you this weekend. It was fun. We had a great time. We will obviously get into our uh, experience at the, uh, the, the the Tony Robbins experience um another time we don't have time today but we will get into it we will dive deep because i feel like we have a lot to talk about with that um we have to get into
2: another time because we have a special special guest today i'm a fan of this guy um I, i am i am a fan of him i think he's interesting i think he's cool i think he's a good husband i think he's a good father i think he's a good person on the tv show uh it's i'm excited for dex i am a fan i i have to say as a jersey man i'm a fan of this person
1: (laughs) it sounds like it and i think fans of any of the housewife shows will be happy with uh who we have on today so if you want to go ahead yeah i'll let you introduce him since you're such a big fan go for it
2: he's on the the show real he's on the real housewives of new jersey his wife is on there he's also an author we have joe gorga
0: hello Joe. joe Hey, guys, what's up, man?
2: Joe, thank you? you so much for doing this, man. I appreciate it, man. You got some really cool things going on right now. You got this book that everyone's talking about. I mean, it's pretty its pretty good to be Joe Gorga right now.
0: It's pretty good, brother. Yeah, thank you very much, man. You guys are awesome. Let me tell you something. I love your show. And it's an honor to be on I, your show. Joe, oh, you say all you. the right
2: things. You say all the right things. <laughs> I, I, Dude, it's... It, it's, that's what I love about it. You say all the right things. Man, I have to be honest with you. I respect you because, you know, you came on the show after The Housewives in New Jersey was already airing. And you guys came on and just made such a strong presence. Because when I think of other housewife husbands, you know, I think of... Um, Kyle Richards' husband, who a lot of people like, and then it's you. I think you're a charming guy, and I think people find you that you're you're very, you're in love with your wife, you're in love with your kids, you're in love with your family, and, but I think people are curious about you and your life, you know, and is that what kind of brought this book out? I mean...
0: Yes, listen, um, I just feel like, you know, I just got a lot to offer, and, you know, you can be a multi-millionaire, billionaire as a man, you just don't if you don't know how to act like a man or treat your wife like a a woman or your children and 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 you don't know how to be a man that's why I wrote this book to just show people and show- tell them my story and you know I came from nothing I came from an inner city immigrant parents and and everybody just thinks listen hey he he made it, he made his money on reality t v but that's really not the case is as I went out there and I work hard every day and I grind every day and I'm still grinding. I still put work boots on and dirty jeans and uh, I pour concrete and I, I still do it the hard way. Even though I go home into a mansion, I just um, I don't forget my roots and who I am. And, and I, I just want to write this book and just show to show everybody who I really am.
1: So, so the book is called The Gorga Guide to Success. It's obviously so you can be successful in life and marriage and kind of every part of your life. But let's not downplay it. This thing is already number one on the Amazon bestseller list. That's pretty amazing. This is your first book, right? It's not like you've had it, like a bunch of success in writing before. Like this is your first thing. First book, man. Yeah, I, I,
0: I am blessed and, you know, I thank everybody out there and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm humble about it. Thank
2: you. Unbelievable. Well, Joe, you you know you've done very well in business, but can you explain to me exactly what you do as a profession? Like, what have you, what did you start out doing? and How did it lead to your success?
0: Well, I started up as a landscaper. Um, you know, uh, twenty five years ago. You know, we grew up in an inner city, and I had no money. It was just, I, I was I was in college, and I, I tore my ACL, and I came home, and I wasn't going back to college. I was like, I'm done. Because uh, I was playing football, and I said, I'm never going to play football again. I just started, I got a job working for a landscaper. And I said, wow, this guy, this guy lives great. He's got a beautiful home. He's got nice cars. I said, I want to get into the, I'm going to get into the business. So six months later, I opened my own business. And I, my sister at the time, she just started out with her life, and she just got these three credit cards with $5,000 limits on them. And I, and, I, and I went to my sister, because I had no one else so. I said, Teresa, I need to borrow some money. Can I borrow, can I take cash advances out on your credit card? And my sister said, yes. As my older sister, she backed me up, and I was able to buy this landscaping equipment and a truck, and I got into the landscaping business. So I started out cutting grass. I maxed out my sister's credit cards. And from there, I progressed, worked hard. I and mean, I would put in 18, 19-hour days, and it, it tells you in my book, there was a time that I, my truck broke down and, and I had to drive a lawnmower from Patterson, New Jersey to my first area where I had a cut, which was like eight miles away. And it took me six hours to get there going eight miles an hour, you know, uh, for three months I was driving around a lawnmower cause I didn't have enough money to buy a truck. Um, but you know, I progressed from there. I, I got into buying two family homes in the inner city and renovating, and flipping those homes, and it progressed to multi-million dollar homes. And then I started buying um, old warehouses, those historic warehouses that came into apartments, and I made them to apartments. And that's what I love to do, because that's, you know, I'm building that legacy money, that every month you're collecting money no matter what. For sure. Yeah. So that's what the book is So, about. I mean,
2: what? but what do you tell yourself to really, like, taint, to make it to the next level? I mean, obviously you have a great sister by loaning you a ton of money. But what do you think she saw in you? Was it just drive? Was it just your hunger to be successful? Because, you know, you weren't successful, it sounds like, forever. But she found something in you that, you know, because that's a huge thing to ask her. Because you could have ruined her, you know, her credit with all that, you know. But what do you think you had in you, in your mind, that really, took it to the next level, and made her want to take a risk in you and, in, and essentially invest in you?
0: Well, you know what? We were brought up. My father was a very, very hard, hardcore Italian guy. know, I was nine years old, and my sister was 11, and we were delivering newspapers at 4 o'clock in the morning. And he got us up early. We would deliver newspapers to about 8 o'clock, and 8.30 we had to be in school. So from, you know, we, then we, we, I, was, I, I think I was nine years old. What was I? In uh, third grade. And I'm delivering newspapers before I'm going to school. And he just instilled the work ethic in us as a very young age. As you see, my sister, she's going through hell and back, and she just keeps on driving, you know, because she has these four kids, and you really don't see the stress in her life. But she was, really is going through stress, but she's, she was built strong. So, you know, and yeah. also with me, I had no choice. You know, when you come from, you know, a father that was a shoemaker, and we had we had no money, we're living in her city, I had to fight for everything. So, you know, I just had to keep on going because I had no family. There was no one giving me any money. No one's going to pay my bills. I had to pay my own bills. So I just created that
1: drive. So what, what was so, the first thing when you really got a great paycheck besides houses and stuff? Like, what was the first thing that you bought when you were like, I'm offic- I've officially made it. I'm making a ton of money and I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to buy something that's just over the top and luxurious because I can at this point. You know, I've never
0: got out of control with my money. I've always reinvested my money. If I got a great big check, I bought a piece of property all the time. I just turned around the money. I always put the property. I always put my money into a piece of property. If I, if I received a $20,000 check, I bought a a, a two family home. I put a down payment on if I got a $150,000 check, same thing, even a million dollar check, same thing. I rolled it into an apartment building. And and because I have to grow my
1: empire slowly No watches, so, no cars, nothing that you were like This is kind of a status symbol though Oh yeah, 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 listen Alright, let's Yeah, I bought a Porsche <laughs> I bought a 911 guy Back in uh, Alright,
0: here we go yeah, A twin turbo So during
2: this, you know, all your success With, with all your success, when does Melissa come into your life? How did you guys meet? Like, did she see you guys? Like, how did that come about, your relationship with her?
0: Well, I I met when I was uh, 26 years old, 27 years old, I went I was a late bloomer because I was always working and I went to Spring Break in Cancun. Usually you go to Spring Break when you're 21, you know, but I you know, I was always working. So, I'm I'm in the pool, I'm hanging out in the pool, I'm making out with two girls, true story. I got my best friend next to me, he's hanging out with a girl. And as I'm making out with one girl, and I'm turning my head to make out with the other girl. I look across the pool and there's this Gorgeous goddess walking with this leopard bikini, curly hair, and it was Melissa. So I tap over to my friend and I go, That's going to be my wife. So I really couldn't go up to her at that point because at that, at that I was busy. I had two girls in the pool. So I watched where she was, who she was hanging out with. When I was done, I went up to her friend. Melissa wasn't there. And I said, Hey guys, where are you guys from? They said, The Jersey Shore. I said, oh, Yeah, all right. So they're like, Why don't you hang out with us tonight? So we went and hung out with her. Melissa wasn't there. She stayed in a room. She didn't feel like going out. But I I found out where she was. So after that vacation, I never was able to see her. I went down to the Jersey Shore looking for her. It took me an entire year until I found her. And when I found her, you know, I attacked her. And that's like in my book. In my book, it always talks about you got to have balls. You got to take
2: risks. And I had balls to find my wife, and I did did she, did she kind of, was she, did she kind of have her wall up or her guard up at first? Or was she kind of like into it right away? Or did you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing?
0: No, it took me, she kind of had a wall up. She heard about me. Uh, She goes, uh, I I was engaged twice before her and she knew about that. So when I went up to her, she was working, she was actually a bartender. And I went up to her that night and I said, listen, I I'd love to take you out. I want to put you on a pedestal. I love you. I've been I've been watching you. I've been, you know, I wanted to find you, and and she goes, "Well, I heard about you. You're a player." So she she turned me down the first two times, you know, because I went back to that was a Thursday night. I went back the following Thursday night, tried to hook up with her again. She shut me down. Then the following Thursday, I didn't go. Only my friends went out, and uh, when my friends went out, they said, "Hey, uh, that girl that." Melissa, the bartender, was asking for you that you weren't there, so I ran there the following Thursday, and she had her and I and I and I got her number, and ever since then we've been together since, and you know we were married. We were married ever since I took her out the first day. We were married within ten months. Uh, we were engaged within six months, married in ten months.
2: That's amazing.
0: Yeah, pretty crazy. So story. I mean,
2: during the first few years of you guys married and together, were you? Were you successful at that point in your businesses, or was it just kind of you guys both coming up together no i was I was already established i was um I was established at a very young age because
0: I've worked very hard like I said I put eighteen hours in i I, I didn't go out much I saved all my money I reinvested it um, I was already uh living in a large uh million dollar home when I met Melissa. And I was there by myself. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, I built the house. It was a two-point... I I wound up selling the house for $2.5 million. And she moved in with me. So my work ethic was there. I was was working hard already. But you know what? I grew... I was able to grow more because when you have a good wife at home and you're not worried about her... Let's say... it, It doesn't even have to be a wife. It could be a girlfriend. Like, if you're a man going out to work you're going to put a 10-hour day in or a 12-hour day in or whatever, and you have to worry about your spouse out there, you know, if, if, if she's wild or if she's not. You can't focus on work. Melissa was the one. She stayed home. She had a kid. She respected me. So I was able to go out and work and not worry about a woman cheating on me or I had to go spend time with her because she, she allowed me to go be a man and, make, and provide
2: for the family. Well, when you work those long, busy days, how do you divide your time between, you know, family, your your wife, your girlfriend at the time and the business? Because you have to put a lot of hours into it, you know, to be successful. You have to. How did you break up the time? And is it just, you know, again, I'm just asking personally, was it one of those things where you just kind of have to, you know, tell her, like, this is what we have to do to survive? Like, how do you? Get, well, how, do you, how do you divide your time? Because that, you're busy. Right. That's, that, that was the biggest issue. As you see the show,
0: if you watch the show, you'll see my sister complaining. Uh, you know, I don't spend a lot of time with my father. Um, I, I'm only one person. And as you know, to be successful, the more successful you are, the more time you have to put into work. And it's very difficult to spread your time to your wife, your children, your parents, friends you know you can only do so much and again i give kudos to my wife for waiting for me staying at home understanding and when we went when i got home late at night when i would leave at five o'clock in the morning and i would get home at nine o'clock at night we had our dinner then or we would go out late and i you know i was the type of guy when i would go out to dinner late with my wife i'm sleeping at the dinner table Every chance I got, I would fall asleep because that's how tired I was, you know. And, and and through Melissa, like the beginning years, I you know I totaled. I would normally fall asleep driving. That's how hard I worked. Fall, I totaled in one year. I totaled seven cars, falling asleep all the oh, same wow. way. I swear to God, it's a main story. It's in my book. I fell asleep seven times in one year, and I hit a telephone pole all seven times because I was just so tired all the time. And every time I would sit, I would fall asleep. It was crazy.
2: Just too much work. Well, I mean, dude, you're in insane shape right now. Were you in this shape during that time? Uh, you know,
0: I, I no, I slacked off, but I was in shape. I was a young athlete. So I started working out young in life. I was 12 years old and I worked out very hard you know i i I played an inner city uh, football team and all these guys were six foot five and two hundred something pounds and natural athletes, but my work ethic that I had to work so hard to to play with them that I became the captain and I was a star running back because i I just put the work in and you know I so my you know muscle has memory so it stays it stays with me I don't really have to work out you know all. Seven days a week, I can work out three days a week, and I physically work, I physically work on sites also, and that keeps me in shape, running around all day keeps me in shape, you know, so that's what I like to do, so...
1: Yeah, I keep shit. So it sounds it sounds like you you're kind of like superhuman though. So so how do you bottle that up and put it into a book? Because clearly you're not the average guy out there that is working on a nine to five job. Like you have crazy drive that other people don't have. So how do you put that into a book for people? Because you know, at the end of the day, someone's going to read it. They're going to put it down and go, "I'm going to do this," but then never put the energy towards actually being as successful.
0: Well, see. I am the average guy. I always call
1: myself the
0: average Joe. There's no secret. Everybody says, "What's the secret?" There is no secret, man. Just got to get up and go to work instead of sleep until nine o'clock, ten o'clock in the afternoon. Just get up. If if, if you have a long day, if you got to go work in the city and you got to get on a train, right? Let's say you got to leave at seven, six thirty in the morning. I would get up at five a.m. and I hit a quick workout before I get on that train. See, I try to utilize every hour in the day. That's all. I'm not superhuman. I just trying to teach people to motivate. If I
2: can motivate one person by writing this book, I'm happy. That's all I want to do. Well, let me ask you this when you're on the show and you know, obviously you, you were successful before you got on the show. Now you're on the show. It's a huge success. People adore you. They adore your, your wife, your family. I mean, it's amazing. But has it affected your business? Like, for, do people want to do business with you more now? Has it, like, you know, things going crazy now? Because I know you're involved in a restaurant for a little bit. You know, do is it more easier now, business, or are you just even working just as hard? Here's how it
0: affects you. You, you go on national TV, and you just become a target, okay? So everybody wants to hurt you. Instead of people want to want embrace you, I mean, you do you, you do have your fans, but everybody's digging into your business and if they can find something to hurt you and and, and you see what, look, look, look at my brother-in-law. Listen, he did some stuff. It was wrong, but they crucified him because he was on national TV. You get what I'm saying? There's people out there that do that every day and they get a fine and they're they're, they're out. They're not in jail or they're not getting um, deported out of this country. And so when you become in the public eye, yeah, you become a target. Has it helped me in business? It hasn't done anything. Between me and you, it hasn't changed my business at all. And as you see all these years, <clears throat> excuse me. The past 8 years I've been on this show. No one really knows. They know I'm I'm into real estate and I know I'm into construction, but I've really never showed my business. I kept my business out of it. But now I feel like I, I think that- yeah, I feel like I can give back and really teach people how to make some money into real
2: estate. Yeah, I think that's the really cool thing about this book. It's like we kind of see where you got to, where you are. Because you know, when you watch Housewives, you see all these people with all their money and lavish lifestyles. But you know, as a guy, you know, I'm kind of curious how did it get to that point. So I appreciate you kind of explaining your story, where you got to it, and also giving advice. now let me ask you this: If you had to give an entrepreneur some advice, business, what Advice would you give to someone?
0: The best advice that I can give, listen, I've been up and down in business. I've been through bad economies, good economies, and I I just never gave up. My analogy is you put your head down, and it's like you're playing in the NFL, and you just keep on. The goal line is three yards away from us, right? Three yards. Just put your head down and keep on driving. You're going to get hit from the left to the right. You got guys on your back, but don't stop. Just keep pumping those legs and score that touchdown because you'll score it. You're going to get hit, but you're going to score it. So yeah. just
2: keep on pushing. Man. Now, I want to ask you now about the transition from, obviously, your family going into reality TV. How did that all come together? You know, obviously, Teresa was on first, but then your family, you know, was brought in. Melissa and you guys. How well, did that come about? Well, Teresa was on first, and then what happens is they, uh, you know, obviously, Teresa at the time
0: uh, didn't, ex- didn't tell the production or the show that she had a brother. She kept us quiet, you know. For some reason, we weren't really getting along as much. So, as you could see, when she filmed her first season, she never uh, said anything about her brother or her sister-in-law. So, the what the show did, they found they found us on Facebook, or they found Melissa, and they inbox you. They want to interview you, and that's what they did. They came over, they interviewed us. You know, I really wasn't having it. be honest you guys i I didn't want to be on the show i had no no desire my wife wanted it more than i did and and i don't know i got talked into it and here we are eight years later
1: (laughs) was teresa a little annoyed that the production went around her though to find you guys because i gotta imagine she's probably like i've got this great gig on tv and then all of a sudden Wow, how was my brother involved? Was she a little annoyed? Oh, yeah. Listen, if you watched the, watch the first episode, when, when the christening,
0: if you guys remember that, okay, when I flipped out, that was all real. Yeah. That's all real stuff because my sister at the time wouldn't sign her contract. She was fighting with production. She's like, I'm not signing because you, you guys, uh, you know, my brother's on the show and I'm not doing it. So when she came up to me, Well, this is why the show was so epic and real. When she came up to me at the christening, she just signed her contract that morning because she was not not going to show up to her brother's christening, and they were filming it. So she signed her contract. She lost a fight with production. She comes up to me, and she congratulates me. And when she congratulates me, I say those words to her like, you know, you don't really mean it. You're just saying it for the cameras. I didn't get to say that. That got cut. I said other things, and that's why the fight happened because that's the inside. Now, you guys got their true story, and that's what happened, that she was annoyed.
2: So how <laughs> did it kind of... When did she turn to accept you being on the show? You know, because Melissa comes in, she's younger, she's... You know, it. it you know, when did she come, to, come around to accept you guys on the show and embrace it? I would say...
0: I would say, listen, this, this is our we've been on eight years. This is our ninth season. I would say she kind of accepted it five, the fifth season in fourth or fifth season. Wow. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been a ride. Well, I, I just,
1: it's been a ride, but let me tell say, you something. I feel that over... People in reality TV, it already is. It's hard on your family. It's hard for people to have so much focus and attention on you all the time, but then you have your family member is going through the same thing, and you've got drama between them. So has it been like – did it feel like a really rocky road for a long time between all of you?
0: Guys, let me tell you something. It was one of the worst things
1: I've ever did in my life.
0: You know how hard it is to fight with your family on the average? Now you're on a reality show with them. And when you fight with somebody, you can stay away from them. Let's say you had an argument. You just stay away. Right, you would you you would only have to see them on a family party, like on a big event, like Christmas or whatever. Right? I had to see them on a daily basis. You know how hard that was for me. So as soon as you walk in the room and you know your brother-in-law, or your sister-in-law was there, your stomach, you had butterflies, you had knots, you were shaking. It was so crazy. I couldn't sleep at night. Yeah, I went through. You know, I was I was built very strong, but I. I had, I had a, one night, I had a major breakdown. This was like two, three years into the show. You know, I, I just, two o'clock in the morning, we were, on, we were away at some, we were doing an appearance somewhere, and we were in a hotel, and I just had this breakdown, crying all night, couldn't sleep, my body shaking. You know, the pressure hit me. The pressure hit me about, you know, all the pressure being on the show with family. But overall, I'm going to say, it it all worked out because by putting us together and and letting us talk and talk and talk and be together, we worked out all our problems because now we're, you know, we're back. She's back to being my sister again, you know, trusting me and I'm trusting her and loving each other and, and, and we're back. So it, it, it all worked out.
2: But what was the ultimate reason that, you know, before the let my brother on the show, Was it just you seeing your father that was kind of really upsetting her or just being around? No, you know what happened was it was just – what really happened was uh, her husband Joe,
0: my brother-in-law Joe, just – he just got jealous. Uh, And and, and, and I'm sorry to say that word. I really don't want to speak like that. But he – you know, my sister always, um, from day one, held me up on a pedestal. My brother's the harness worker. My brother does this. My brother's got a great house. My brother's got great car. Why don't you work like my brother? And he didn't have the work ethic like I did. And slowly but surely, I had a great relationship with Joe. He started hating me on it, started getting jealous. And he would just start putting me down all the time. And he would see my father and say, your son is this and your son is that. And it, it caused this friction. So I started staying away a little bit. I met Melissa. I brought Melissa in. You know, Melissa felt the tension. And, you know, we were all trying to be good. And then, you know what happens? Sister-in-laws now start arguing for some reason. Who's jealous of who? Who's doing this? Who copied off something? And slowly that happened. And it just separated us. And who's trying to... You know, who built the house bigger? And it's all stupid nonsense that happens every day that, you know, that's how it happened. But, you know, it is
2: what it is. So how how is your, you know, obviously there's so much in the news going on with Joe and Teresa. How is your relationship with Joe now? You know, based on everything with, you know, obviously there is some uncircum, it's just unfortunate situation with him away. And now he's out. But what, How is your situa, how is your relationship with him now? Because my relationship is, is we're good now. Um, I have
0: to look the other way. I have four nieces that I love very much that I want in my life, and that's their father. So I forget. If my sister and my nieces accept everything, I have to accept it. Okay? I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to argue because I want to stay in their lives. So we're good. And anything that he's going to say to me, it's just going to go in one ear and out the other. But lately we've been fine. I went to go visit him, you know, in, in, in jail. We hugged, we talked, we, we, we talked on the phone. We, we text each other when he had a phone. Now
1: he doesn't because he's in a different facility. But we're good now. We're good do we how 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 is he he doing doing now is he mentally that's what i want to know because everyone's talking about how teresa's doing how she's dealing but how is joe feeling because i i got to imagine being uprooted being deported having all these issues go on like how's he dealing with all of this i'll be honest with you know talking to him and seeing him uh he he lost a lot of
0: weight he's in crazy good good shape now you know um He's not drinking, obviously. and, he, and Mentally, he's, he's okay. I mean, he's stressed out that he has to be there. He doesn't want to be there. Uh, but he's doing okay. He seems strong. And, and he's going to be uh, – to me, I think he's fine. Mentally, he's fine. I mean, uh, you know, and, and just keep in mind, guys, you know, when I, when I visit him, I only see him for three hours. I talk to him on the phone for three minutes. I don't really can tell anything else. But he hasn't broken down. You know he's staying strong.
1: And how's your sister doing? How's your sister, sister is it doing? Like you're losing your yeah, your life. Your it's... your kids are going to be back here. Your wife is going to be. I'm like I, I just can't imagine what he's going through right now. Yeah, me either. Man. The whole family,
2: I... even you and Melissa. I mean, it's a lot on the family, you know. But like you said, you guys had a strong upbringing. But yeah, how is how's your sister dealing with it?
0: My my sister's my sister's life has been on hold for over four years, if you you think. She went away for a year. He went away for three years. Now he's doing another six months, maybe six months. It could be another year. I mean, she doesn't know if she's coming or going. She shows you that she's strong, but she breaks down and she's crying. You know, she'll cry and have her moments. I mean, the kids are having their moments. Uh, Melania's obviously talking to somebody. She's getting some help, you know, she had some issues. She was the closest with her dad. The other kids are holding, They're, they're you know, they're, they're acting strong, but they're holding it in. They don't show their emotions. It's not good not to show your emotions. So it's tough, man. It's, it's, it's very hard on the family. And, and, you know, I wouldn't want to be that family, put it that way.
1: Do you feel that yeah, well, you, you know, had it's to good. step it up a lot since you're kind of like the man now around the house that, you know, their, their dad's... Is- not here, so have you had to kind of fill that role for the entire family. Yeah, every time, um, you know, uh,
0: I'm 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 extremely close with Gia, You know, uh, she has some issues. She calls me. You know, I'm her uncle. She's the one. I'm, I'm the first guy she calls. Um, anytime there's something wrong in the house, you know, a pipe breaks, this breaks, that they need this. I'm there fixing it, repairing it. It's like I, you know, I'm I, right now this day had some water issue. And I'm gonna have to put a sump pump. so Trying to cut the floor out, dig down three feet. I'm putting a sump pump in for as we speak, because she had, uh, you know, some issues now. But yeah, I'm 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 doing what I have to do, man. She's my sister. Those are my nieces, and I'll be there for
2: for whatever they need. More importantly, how annoying is it putting a sun pump in? You know, I've done that before. That is, like, one of the most annoying things to do. It sucks, I'm man. telling you, it's, like, a really tedious job. It sucks, doesn't it, man? Especially cutting, you know, cutting the concrete and digging down in a house. Uh, it was terrible. Oh. Yeah. Especially during the wintertime. The the, the the grounds are cold. I mean, it's sun pumps are, like, one of the worst things to do. Yep, yep. You got it, man. But you're a handy guy. <laughs> it's
1: funny. I love wanna, that. I want to ask. I want to ask a little bit more about your book because I'm just – I'm always curious why like really successful people want to share their knowledge. Just only because I feel like when someone gets so successful, it's almost like why do you want to let other people know? Like you're – you've made it. Why, why share that knowledge with other people?
0: I'm going to tell you. The, this is the truth why I really did this book. You know, I got a seminar, a real estate seminar coming up March 23rd. And, I heard about this, yeah. Yeah, and it all ties in with the book. I'm going to tell you. I've been in in business for 24 years, and I've never been to a real estate seminar. I've never been to any motivational speaking seminar. I've never been to any of that stuff because I was busy working, 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 right? So I have friends that say to me, hey, listen, I'm going to the seminar, but, man, you should be the guy out there speaking and telling everybody how to do it. You're the real deal. Like my friends, I'm like, what are you talking about? And this is years of this, right? So a couple months ago, about three months ago, my friends, are, they're going to this seminar, and they keep on pushing me. They're saying, listen, you got to do it. you got to do it. These guys are just guys that sit back. They're sitting with suits, and they're just telling everybody what to do. But you're really doing it. You know how to build a house from a building, a house from the ground up, and you still do it, and you're the real deal. So that, that's what motivated me to write this book because then I started watching these other guys talking about real estate, seeing what they do. And, and I'm like, this is not the real, this is not, these guys are not the real deal. So I said, I'm going to teach everybody the right way how to do it from a real average Joe because I'm still the guy that jumps in a pickup truck because I'm not too good. I'm not going to sit, no matter how much money I have or I'm a famous guy, I'm an average guy. I'll pick up lumber, I'll break concrete. This is who I am. So I, I want to show everybody the right way to do it. So if I can inspire and change one person's life, I will, I'm going to feel great. That's what I did. And that's why I wrote the book and I'm doing these real estate seminars. That's why I wrote the book. So well, let me I, this the seminars you know, when, are about networking. I want to put everybody in the room together so everybody can make money. So if I can make you money right by hooking you up what are you going to do for me you're going to return the favor one day right and i just created all these new friends and it opens up my
2: portfolio of friends and networking so everybody wins 100 yeah me me, actually me and dax just got back from tony robbins this past weekend so we uh it was a big networking thing so it was actually very good for us as well so I, I feel you in that situation. I think it's really cool what you're doing. Is there any other businesses that you're looking to get into? I know you're in the restaurant business briefly for a little bit, but is there any other businesses that you or Melissa are looking to get into? No, I don't want to get, I got into the restaurant
0: business and I'm really not a restaurant guy. The restaurant was doing really great. I had to close it when my father got sick because, you know, people, if you're not running a restaurant, they steal from you. They don't run it right. Um, that's not my forte. My forte is real estate. That's what I do. Melissa's in in, in her her boutique with Envy. That's what she does. We are not getting into any other businesses. I'm just gonna stick to what I know and just grow the company.
1: So I wanna know, we've talked about all these things that you have succeeded in with the landscaping business, real estate, having a number one best-selling book on Amazon, a successful restaurant what have you failed in there has to be something because you are an entrepreneur what have you actually failed in in your life
0: i failed in real estate i failed i've i've lost money in 2000 and you know when the crash came Remember 2008 9 10. you know i had houses up where i was gonna and i got caught with the houses you know the market changed and i lost money you know um that's what it is that's what Real estate is to the roller coaster. You never know when it's gonna change. Just right now, you know, uh you know, I, I built this year I built about thirteen homes and and uh Trump passed this new law in New Jersey, New York and Connecticut that you can only write off ten thousand dollars of your taxes and seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars of your mortgage, right? So that changed the real estate market in New Jersey. And that we didn't know that was coming. So when you're building 13 homes, and they all range from a million, let's say the cheapest one is a million one to a, two million, that hurts that market, you know, because he changed that law. So I got caught in this market also. I didn't lose any money, but I'm yeah. not, I'm not making as much money. So, but what? That's business. You just got to keep on. You got to put your head down and run through the hole and score that touchdown. You never give up.
2: Let me ask you this now. He, I'm such a honestly, I'm I'm like fanboying over here, you know. It's like of all the other Housewives seasons, you know. Do you are you a fan of the other Housewives? You know, uh, like the Dallas, the Atlanta, the Beverly Hills, Orange County. Do you, you know, which are you a fan of? What's your favorite other Housewife series?
0: Well, listen, Atlanta makes me—they're they, they're, they're, they're just nuts. You know I love you know I love Nene. She cracks me up, and, and 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 she's nuts in real life too. You meet her, she'll entertain the hell out of you. I mean she's she's funny. I mean uh, I I I know I know New York. They're 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 literally out of their minds, out of their minds. Ramona, you know Sonia. They're truly out of their minds. So in Beverly Hills, I love them. Um, occasionally, I'll sit on a couch with Melissa watch them. They're probably my favorite. Um but that's it. I really don't watch much TV because when I'm on the couch with Melissa, I'm yeah, I'm trying to get you know I'm trying to
2: get some. You know what I mean? Do you, do you Yeah, do you no, I do. When you have to, a wife like that, I don't to, blame you. Is this you rated is this to, rated R or rated, rated PG? Cast
1: members? Oh dude,
0: fucking go nuts. I can, you know, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Once I'm on the couch with my wife and there's
2: a blanket, I'm trying to fucking get laid. <laughs> I'm not into T V <laughs> 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 I don't blame you. I don't. But when all the girls are together, when all the houses together, not just Jersey, when it's a land, everyone kind of is. Everyone just trying to like out crazy themselves, like just trying to alpha each other. Like, what's the vibe like when they're all together?
0: I tell you, man, they're, they're, they're all pretty good. They all support one of an, one another um when they're all together. I mean, some of them I, again, the New York ones are pretty wild, crazy you know uh Ramona especially you know they're out there but everybody everyone
2: respects each other pretty cool yeah so cool it's got it's got to be interesting life i mean when you guys go go especially in jersey how do the people in jersey react to you guys when you guys walk around cuz again you're regular people but you still live in the suburbs of new jersey it's not like you're living some hollywood glamour lifestyle you still go to the same supermarket, pizzeria. I mean, is it tough for you to walk around, or how is the, how is the reaction when you guys are in your hometown?
0: I tell you, the first five years, it was insane. It was like, uh, you know, when you watch TV and you watch uh, a, a beaver walking into somewhere and, and people going nuts, and that's how it was. You, you, you have no privacy. You walk into a restaurant, everybody comes, and they bother you, you can't even eat. Um, it was pretty crazy. Um, it's, it's starting to mellow out, and people give you respect. It depends where you are. If we're out of state, it's much crazier than Jersey. You go to another state, yeah, it gets crazy, but it's it's all right. Yeah. It comes
2: with the territory. I love it. Is it good? Like so, as far as your guys' deal, is it every season the show gets picked up? You know, obviously the the contract's got to be higher. Like you get a raise, pretty much for every season it goes on. Correct? Yeah, it used to be a lot more, but now it's like an eight ten percent raise. Level- yeah, it's not much. All right. Yeah, but but I would think it's a commercial at least for you know Melissa's brand, you know, and just keep makes the store get bigger and bigger. So it's you know, and how's and for her music career, is she still looking to pursue music? No, you know, I
0: I've been pushing her to to uh, definitely get into do another song or something, and and she uh, she's not hearing it. I'm I'm trying, you know. I built this amazing studio for her in the house and <laughs> it's just collecting dust. But I, you know, I used to love when she sang and I don't know, she's just not into it. That's I amazing. wish I so had the voice. I you know you're singing uh, you all over the
2: deck. You guys couldn't stop me. Brother, you're in insane shape right now. I gotta be honest with you. I saw the frozen shirt off. You were in like ridiculous shape. What, what are you doing? I'm just, listen, I'm just, um, you know what it is? It's It's, 85,
0: 90% of what you eat, how you eat, and I've just been staying away from carbs, not eating much carbs, like once a week, um, you know, I'm cutting out the pasta, which I love, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just watching not too much sugar, and just, uh, that's it, man, and just keeping busy, moving every day, getting up, you know, just keeping active, a lot of sex, too, man, you gotta get that sex in.
2: It burns a lot of calories. Dax, I've been telling you about that. I've key been telling say, you about that, Dax. Key,
1: <laughs> key to a great body. Lots of sex and no carbs. we are put it right. here first.
2: <laughs> no sugar and tons of sex.
1: So well, I, Joe, I, Joe thank
2: you. I know you're busy and stuff. Like, yeah. Wait, I just want to say – so, Joe, lastly, just because with all the rumors going on with Teresa, just so we could just be clear. We just want to just make sure everyone is on the same page because there's all so much bullshit that's out there. And like we said before, there's – people like to jump on the negativity. Teresa is in a good place right now for for what it's worth. She's staying strong.
0: Well, listen, is she in a good place? Uh, I mean, she's in a good place of trying to stay strong, yes. Um, But she still doesn't know what's happening with her life. So it's very confusing. So she's in a good place of being strong for her family, yes.
2: That's good. I do, you, question? do you guys ever get wonder? Yeah, no, it does. I, it totally. It's, it's a tough situation, but she's trying. You know, she, she's a mother. You know, she's trying to stay strong for her kids. You know, it's one of those things you can't. You got to be a leader at the in this situation with her family. You know, it's you know I can I can all o- I can't imagine to be in that situation that all you guys are in, and that's the toughest part about it, you know, and no one else could really relate to it. Did you, did at any time during all this, did you ever feel that the government was trying to make an example of them because they're on TV of this situation? Oh,
0: definitely. You know, and you know, like I said, you you have a target on your back and, and, and they go hard. Listen, you you one thing you don't fuck with is them, you know, and Joe, Joe had an attitude and, he fought them back and they got him they beat the hell out of him that's like you can't you can't fight them you know <laughs> they they they're the boss so and he wasn't humble about it and they and now they're making him pay so
2: yeah you know. and then l- lastly they keep saying if if Joe has to be deported Teresa is going to leave him do you have a comment about that you know or can you clarify or do you even know anything regarding that
0: Nope, I don't know too much. I just, listen, they can't have a long-distance relationship. She can't move to Italy. Italy is, there's no work out in Italy. You know, we, we have a lot of family there, and there's nothing to do. They're, they're, they there's, there's can't run a business. There's nothing to do unless you work in a restaurant and stuff like that for tourism. But there's everybody, no one, they don't make enough money. So what are the kids going to do? So she's not going to go. She can't just move the no. yeah. kids. The kids have been through too much.
2: Listen, man, I respect your honesty. I respect your advice. I respect you as a person, as a father, uh, as, as a husband, as a business person. And, and uh, congratulations with the book, man. Seriously, this is... Uh, it's 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 so cool just to put down your resume. As as far as your life resume, to say yeah, I did really well in construction, but I also wrote a book that I believe is going to be New York Times bestseller. I think it's going to be uh, it's really cool things, man. So so much congratulations for you, my friend. It's uh it's so cool. It really is to see you doing things. You have it's such a good attitude, and I, I'm a
1: fan. I'm a, i was a fan before. I'm even a more of a fan now.
2: Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you. Same here, man.
0: Same here. You're the best
1: so if people if people want to get your book, they can go on go on to Amazon, get the Gorga Guide to Success, they can find you on Instagram at Joey Gorga, and then you've got also tickets for an upcoming show and you go to what is it growwithgorga.com?
0: Yes, grow with gorga dot com yes grow dot com march twenty third come learn some real estate, come network, come get inspired when I'm done with you you're gonna want wanna run on fucking water baby
1: you know. So yeah. I love it.
0: Let's go, Gorga. Let's go. It, baby. You know? <laughs> Thank you so much, Joe. You got it, brother. Thank you, guys. You guys are the best, man. Keep up with the success. All right?
1: Thank you. You got it. All, all right. right, guys. Love you. Bye. What a great guy, huh? He was awesome. I, I loved how just honest he is. You know, it's like he he clearly has been successful in so many endeavors in his life, but then like... He's also like so real. Like, hey, our family's getting kind of fucked over right now, and Teresa's trying to keep it together. She's, you know, she's being as strong as she can for the girls, but she's not gonna move her life. Like, I, 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 respect his honesty.
2: And you know what? He doesn't. He. It's not like yeah. He, he, he thinks that they're trying to make an example of, of Joe, but he also acknowledges that he did do something bad. It's not like he's trying to say, oh, he didn't do anything. No, he's like he, he fucked up. He fucked up, and you know, again, he's just trying to stay strong for his sister, his nieces, his family. I mean, it's a crazy thing, but you got, you know, listen, this guy's a self-made guy. You have to
1: respect that. Well, well, Dax man, great
2: podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time.
1: I I appreciate Joe
2: Gorgas' time.
1: I love hearing you fanboy out. That's kind of funny. (laughs)
2: <laughs> ah, listen, I don't he's from Jersey if it was it the either. Orange County I wouldn't give a shit but he's from <laughs> Jersey I have to support it
1: uh, if you guys want to make sure you download and subscribe, subscribe to the podcast we're having a lot of fun on this podcast getting some really good guests in here uh, make sure you check out hollywoodpipeline.com and follow both Adam and I on Instagram and our social media you can find him at Adam Glenn, myself at Dax Holt and uh, we'll see you next week later bye